or New Year's Day. Um, the Bible says that when we praise, He inhabits our praise. And in the Word, it talks about how battles are won when people worship Him. So we're going to be excited in our worship today. And I just encourage you to step out of your comfort zone, raise your hands, dance with your feet, shout for the Lord because He is worthy. Amen.
good morning, everybody. Good to have you. So what I see here is the New Year's Eve survivors making it to church the next day. Uh, you're, you either you survived New Year's Eve, but you also survived the late game last night, too, I see. So hopefully your heart's not too broken and all of that. I'm glad it was New Year's Eve, the game went the way it went, and you guys still showed up to church. Give yourself a pat on the back for that. I appreciate that. And for those that didn't come, no conviction on you, but we'll see you next Sunday. All right. Oh, by the, by the way, uh, I have heard there's a handful of people that are sick, so please keep praying for people. I know it's, it's been going around, and, and we've been going through it a little bit as a church, so keep praying for those that are not feeling well, and uh, that God will touch them, and they'll get back to full health. Amen? All right, tithe and offering. If you have something to give, you can prep that. Envelopes and chairs in front of you. Or wave your hand around and one of the ushers will help you out. Also, uh, Sawyer, he has, you can come down and walk down the aisle. He has prayer request cards. We love uh, to pray for you. So if you have a prayer need, wave your hand around and, and Sawyer will give you one of those prayer request cards. Turn into me afterwards and uh, we'll join in faith with your request, okay? But it's good to have you. So I'll tell you what, let me pray over your tithe and offering and uh, have you bring it down this morning. Lord, we thank you. Uh, here we are in a, in a new year, and uh, Lord, for whatever happened in the last year, you know, this calendar change, Lord, some people see it as, as a time of, of just new things, a time of refreshing, and I pray for those that they're at that place in their life, it is that way for them, Lord, but uh, we continue in all things in our faithfulness, Lord, and, and part of that is, is our giving, and Father, as we give today, and, and we have been such a faithful house in our giving. We're thankful for those people and, and uh, for what you are doing with the finances that come in, Lord, that we turn them to you and the wisdom and stewardship that you lead us in. We thank you for the things that only you can do with what comes into the house. And, Lord, we thank you for the, the provision of the house. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. amen. If you have something, you can bring it down. Um, I do have some announcements, so bear with me for just a couple moments. Uh, first off, don't forget, if you are interested in an overseas missions trip this year, please let me know like in the next week or so. Uh, I'd like to have a meeting. So far, I've only heard from a couple people, and that's fine. But if you're interested in that, again, these, uh, we have some different options uh, that we can talk about. Yes, you need a passport. Yes, it costs a bit of money. But anyway, if you're interested, talk to me, and uh, we'll meet with that pretty soon. We would take a trip with uh, Pastor Dostick and one of his uh, ministry trips overseas. So let me know if you're interested in that. Uh, second thing is small group kickoff. So we kind of, and not all, the small groups don't run perfectly by the schedule, but we do have a schedule. Uh, and it, we do kind of small group semesters. And our next semester of small group starts in February. Okay, so uh, if you're interested in a small group, we have three off-service time ladies groups that meets. We have one guys group that meets off service time, certainly join fellowship. They're a small group, they meet monthly, um, but also one uh, other small group that's starting, uh, we had some people ask about this, starting the first Sunday of February, there's gonna be a small group that's gonna meet before church, um, and they're gonna walk through the book of Proverbs a little bit, so if you're interested in that, that's 9.15 and 9.45 Sunday mornings, uh, starting the first week of February, so you can sign up at the back for that specific small group. But if you have any other questions about small groups, you want to jump in on one, let me know, and we'll let you know who the leaders are. I think next Sunday we'll have the leaders stand up and introduce them. So small groups are important to us, uh, so if you're interested in that, let me know. And the only other announcement, we got some things coming up at the end of this month, the beginning of February, but I want to highlight for you uh, what starts next Sunday is the 21 days of prayer. So every year we consecrate our year with 21 days of prayer and fasting and uh, we believe that God hears our prayers Amen. and because of that we're people of prayer we're a church that prays so January the 8th through January the 28th we're gonna do 21 days of prayer as a church uh, some different things about that first off uh, back on that back table there's these little booklets called pray first and that's sort of uh, kind of the key phrase that we're going to constantly be using pray first pray first when life happens the best thing the wise thing to do is do what pray first 
Again, not go talk to your best friend about it, not jump on Facebook and post something about it, not, not get all hysterical and wonder what you should do. Pray first. And uh, it is a life of connecting with God and involving him in your life in the way he, he wants to be. Amen? Do you believe that? So there's a book back there. It talks about modes of prayer. Uh, if you want to learn about prayer a little bit, that's what that's about. But also, uh, if, if you like your text better than uh, paper copy, on the backboard back there is a Pray First poster. There's a QR code. If, if you get on that, it's actually a, an app download uh, instead of the book. It's the same thing, one for your phone and one paper copy, whichever you'd like to have. It's nothing you need to have for 21 Days of Prayer. It's just a teaching tool if you're interested. Also on the back table, this plain white piece of paper that has sort of a church prayer guide for the 21 days of prayer. So whatever you pray about, there are things that we'd like to pray about as a church. We're on the same page about some stuff. So that prayer guide's back there, um, and you can pick that up today. So starting next Sunday, Sundays um, will involve some prayer at the end of church services. Not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, our teaching topic on Wednesdays is prayer. And then we're going to take time in those services to pray. And there's some other extra things that are happening, and we'll talk more about that next Sunday. But anyhow, 21 days of prayer next Sunday through the 28th is an important time for our church. Also, along with that, uh, uh, Monday night church-wide prayer is starting back up next Monday, not tomorrow, but next Monday, in accordance with 21 days of prayer. And then church-wide prayer happens every Monday from 6 to 7 uh, all the way, and we take a break in June and July and come back. Uh, at the end of the summer for that. But that starts up next Monday, so you're aware of that. We do have a core of people that are always here for church-wide prayer. I appreciate that, but if you've never been to church-wide prayer on a Monday night, I encourage you to come be a part of that. If you have questions about that, you can see Samara, Christine, who's not here today, even Justice. See one of those three that can tell you more about what's happening with that. But I believe in prayer. I believe God's going to respond to our prayers. I believe that he's going to show up this year Maybe in ways that he hasn't, in, in, in other words, in our lives, that, that we experience him in a way that maybe he's never touched this before. You believe that? Yes. Amen. All right. Well, if you've got your Bibles, you can get it out. And uh, go to 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse number 13. Today... Um, I want to do just something concerning 2023 with you. Uh, next week, we're going to start a series entitled Pursue, and we're going to head to 1 Timothy, and it talks about pursuit godliness, and there's a list of things. Paul loves to make lists when he writes. We'll talk about different things that Paul encourages us to pursue. We're going to break that down. Start that next week, but today, I just want to do kind of a one uh, Sunday message on 2023. We kind of led into it this past Wednesday night, if you were here. The new year is always a time that people look again for a fresh start, uh, especially if the previous year wasn't the best year for you, okay? And what, whatever happened in 2022, people kind of look at a calendar change at a time of newness, a fresh start, may, maybe a new perspective, uh, try some new things, set some new goals and different things like that. But here's what I know. We were talking about this Wednesday a little bit. The difference in my life today versus yesterday really hasn't changed. It's the same. Just because the clock struck 12 and we're in 2023 didn't mean everything that was wrong with 2023 all automatically disappeared. It's still here. So what I want to do in talking about 2023, I want to I give you three things today that are not about the calendar year, but it's for any calendar year, if that makes sense. The Christian life is a way of living life in connection with the God who we say we believe, the God who we say has saved us. And it's not just a set of beliefs, but it is a way of life. So I want to talk to you about three things today uh, that I want you to ground in your heart as we're heading into this new year. But, but I know as a church, real quick, just as a church, we're going to continue on as we've been doing. I, I have a lot of expectancy for our church this coming year. I have expectancy for you. Our values, that we live by faith, that we value relationships, that we're rescuers, we're going to keep funneling through that. 
build small groups, continue to strengthen our kids and our youth programs. Um, that, that we pray that the Holy Spirit, as, as John says, when he was, uh, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about salvation being born again, the Spirit blows where he pleases like the wind. I pray the Spirit moves among us this year like that. That we pray that we're a house of salvation, we're a house of long-term discipleship, we're a house of freedom. These are things that we pray about. That we're a house of celebration because of the newness of life that, that God is leading us in, the abundance of life. So we're looking forward as a family of faith to learn to live the Jesus way together as we've been saying and we're going to continue to do into this new year. But I also know for you personally, you set goals, uh, um, New Year's resolutions maybe as, as they're called. I, uh, people sometimes set goals to maybe eat better. Have you ever set a goal like that? I'm going to eat better. I know I do that sometimes. I try. Um, maybe have the habit of exercise. Better health is some goals that people set in New I was, I, I was reading something the other day, Planet Fitness. How many of you know Planet Fitness? Okay. Planet Fitness, and this isn't the exact numbers, something like this. They said that 80% of their membership never really come to the gym. Because if, if the total membership of Planet Fitness would show up, they couldn't get everybody there. They run their business based on the people that pay for the membership and never come. That, that's the way our goals go sometimes, you know. But maybe, maybe uh, you set a goal to be healthier in this year. Maybe you set some uh, financial goals, maybe some relational goals. Um, maybe needing wisdom from God about certain situations. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it could be a hundred different things. There's nothing wrong with those things. Nothing wrong with it. I have some goals. I have some things that I want to see happen in 2023. But these are not things that should consume our lives, in, our lives entirely, if that makes sense. That the Christian life is the life with God in a way that we live, right? That everything else is hopefully wisdom that you live in this life that's still in that wisdom is being guided by him. So whatever goals and whatever plans and whatever uh, things you're trying to achieve, nothing wrong with it, but give these things to God so he can guide you in his wisdom in these things. So, so if my wife and I want to set some financial goals, and we do, we talk about finances, we do set some goals, uh, but we don't want to set these goals in our own wisdom we want to set these goals in the wisdom of God. So, in other words, pray first. We ask for wisdom in what we're doing with our lives. Amen? But beyond these things, I want to give you three things today to guide your life. And I, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16 is the first one I want to talk about. But let's read this verse first. 2 Timothy chapter 3, or chapter 2 and verse number 13. I'm sorry, I said the wrong thing. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse number 13. Kind of picking up mid-thought from Paul here, drawing on one sentence here. If we are faithless, he, who are we talking about here? He, God. God remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Now, let's couple that with Hebrews chapter 10, if you want to go there. Hebrews chapter 10 in verse number 23. It says there, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Hold fast. Don't let go. The confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises what? Faithful. One of the overarching stories, themes that you see in the scriptures is a faithful God who's consistently dealing with a faithless or unfaithful or faithful at times and sometimes not people. That's an overarching story of the Bible. God is faithful. By the way, regardless of whether or not people are faithful because he cannot deny himself. But the challenge of the Christian life is kind of like this. A faithful God whom we serve 
we must learn to be faithful in the same regard that he is faithful to us. So, so here's the point. You can, uh, I think Kristen's back there. Kristen, throw, throw our screen up right here. The first thing I want you to know today, write this down, is one of the things you must do as we're entering in 2020 is be faithful. Stay faithful. Remain faithful. You can set all the goals in your life and achieve all of them. You can sign up for Planet Fitness and go every day. My gosh, you're beating 80%. But if your faithfulness to God is not the way of life, ultimately being the best shape ever doesn't mean anything. You see what I'm saying? That we are people who are faithful. I have heard so many times, again, I've been pastoring in some capacity for a long time. As we get in 2023, I reflect on that this long time. My heart skips beats how old I'm getting. But doing this as long as I've been doing it because the nature of pastoring is engaging with people in their faith life. I have heard so many times through the years of people who have wandered away from their faith in God due to so many different reasons. A difficulty in life, a time of struggle, a season of doubt, God not answering the way they wanted him to. I've seen so many different reasons that people have given, some people falling back into a way of life, into to sin again, where people become unfaithful to God who is ever faithful. See, the Christian life is learning a faithfulness that is a faithfulness that's not perfection. It's a faithfulness that is not ever without experiencing trouble and struggle, even in moments of doubt. But a faithfulness that if you really want to know, and I don't like to use the word success when it comes to Christianity, but, but if you want to put a word on what does it mean to be a successful Christian, faithfulness. It's not about achievements. It's not about making the perfect life and and. and looking before God and, and finding yourself completely blameless, although there's nothing wrong with that. Holiness is a great uh, pursuit. But to be faithful. So what I'd like to tell people, because I think we, we often put our hope in outcomes in life instead of hope in Jesus. We often look towards life and we really want it to go perfectly. We don't want bumps in the road. If we could remove all the struggle from our life, we'd hit that button so fast that we wouldn't know what we're doing. I mean, bam, it's struggle gone. I don't know what you're going to face in 2023, but I can't promise you it's going to be perfect. I can't promise you there's going to be no struggle. I can't promise you you're not going to face something. But whatever happens this year, stay faithful. That is the calling of the Christian life, a faithful God who cannot change, he cannot deny himself, that we respond by being a people, as it says in Hebrews, that we hold on fast to what we profess. And we can because he is faithful. Amen? Faithfulness is the everyday following Jesus no matter what that day is. Faithfulness is the everyday picking up your cross and following Jesus no matter what. And by the way, it's not just about circumstances. Faithfulness shouldn't be regarded to your feelings. Don't let feeling guide your life, right? Let a belief in a God who does not change be what guides your life. As a matter of fact, 
faithfulness is a sign of growing maturity. You see that? Faithfulness is a sign of growing maturity. That whatever my day is today, I'm going to be faithful. Whatever I experience tomorrow, I'm going to be faithful. Whatever happens on July 2nd of this year, I picked that day as my birthday. On July 2nd of this year, you can write that down, remember that. <laughs> be faithful. Amen? So, so when we get to the end of 2023, thank God New Year's Day is not on a Sunday next year, okay? We, and, and you're at your New Year's gathering, whatever it is. For us, at our age, our New Year's gathering is going to bed. But whatever you do on New Year's, when it's 11.59, about to strike 12, you can look back on 2023 and said, I'm still faithful. I haven't wandered from the faith. There were times it wasn't easy, but I stayed true to my confession. Amen? So, a timeless, no matter what the calendar year says, the Christian faith is to be faithful. Now, now, what does the enemy want? The enemy wants your attention. He wants to distract you. He wants to pull you away. And he may not be the cause of everything, but he will try to use everything to cause a lack of living life with God a reality for you. That's what he wants. So at the moment, you can, and, and, and by the way, I think, a little side note here, one of the great things as a, as a family of faith to be able to do in accountability is to have relationships with people enough to know when they start to get shaky. And to be honest about it. Now, here's what I know. Uh, if, if Samara, because I know her, I, I, she started to get shaky. Steve, something's up. I can't fix it, but I can encourage her. Samara, I don't know what's going on, but stay faithful. Or I may know what's going on. Samara, you're struggling. I get it. I can't fix your struggle, but stay faithful, right? One thing in a family of faith is to help each other. Because at times we go through stuff. When the Bible says about bearing one another's burdens, how do you do that? Part way, encouragement. Stay faithful. I don't know the way out because I'm not God, but stay faithful. I know that if you stick with this, he will be God. That's what I know. Stay faithful. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1. One more verse on this one. We'll go to the second thing. Simply here, I, I love this though. Ephesians 1, in verse number 1, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. Always in his greeting, he encourages in some way. He says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful, as other translations say, the faithful in Christ Jesus. If, if, if I was to take a trip and be gone a long time, and I wrote y'all a letter, I say, hey, remember me, I'm your pastor. I know I haven't been here. But to the faithful that only believe in Urbana, that can start that way because we are a church of people who are faithful. That is the way we approach life. That we stand true to who he is. All right, second thing. So to be faithful and also Write this down to be purposeful and consistent. I have learned that one of the biggest keys to the Christian life is consistency. It goes with faithfulness. But with that, you got to mix being purposeful. Purposeful and consistent. Because faithfulness involves a way of living. That we are people who are deliberate, we're conscious in the way we think and make decisions in how we follow Jesus. In other words, we're intentional. 
See, Mark chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. You can go there. We'll, we'll turn there. Is, is the calling of, of Jesus to some of the disciples. Mark chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. So we have Simon, we have Andrew casting a net into the sea. There were fishermen. In verse 17, and Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you, or you will become fishers of men. And I love this, the response of their hearts, for whatever reason, uh, uh, drawn them. This may not have been their first interaction with Jesus in accordance to the other gospels, but the reaction was immediately. They left their nets and followed him. But, but I want you to notice something. It wasn't, oh, hey, I'll believe in you. I'll, I'll just believe in you. It, it wasn't, let me know where you're traveling. I'll cut you a check and send it to you somewhere. I'll support you. Their following of Jesus involved their entire life. It wasn't just about saying they believe. It wasn't just about some sort of thinking you support God by doing certain things. But it involved a purposeful way of living. Intentional. Amen. We talk here about this a lot. and It's something that I like to use because I, I want you to think about it this way. You have to develop a rhythm of life with God. Our calendar... We're, we're in the January 1st of 2023. The reason we talk that way is because we have a rhythm of a calendar. We have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all through the week. Then we have months, which turn into years and decades. We, we live by a rhythm of a calendar, right? You've got to have a rhythm of life with God. And, and God has given us things in order to have, again, intimate relationship with him. These things need to be a part of the rhythm of your life. Purposeful, intentional, conscious decisions to follow Jesus, but use what he has given us to help us do it. Nothing earth shattering here this morning. But an encouragement to you so we see places in the scriptures like Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, when you pray, then, then a little bit later he says, and when you fast. Or Paul encouraging in, in the book of Colossians chapter 4, be devoted to prayer. Or that we know that, that the inspiration of God put together through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit through the church, we have this thing called a Bible. Why do we have this? We can crack it and read it. Hebrews chapter 10 challenges us to worship God with reverence and awe. These avenues of prayer and scripture and worship and, and even, even the rhythm of church gatherings, the purpose of the church, to, to build up and to equip so we have a rhythm of life with him. That's part of being pur purposeful. It's not a legalistic checklist to check off. It's not, I'm doing my brownie points with God. I tell you this all the time because I need you to keep that out of your mind. These things are avenues of strengthening, encouraging, and intimacy of relationship with God. That's the end game. The whole purpose of salvation is reconciliation, repair of relationship with God. Why wouldn't we live in relationship with him? It's not just about believing, but it's about living. So be faithful, but because you're faithful, be intentional and consistent. You see, you see what I'm getting at here? Consistency. Now, again, personalities play a lot into this. I understand that. I am a very scheduled person. I can tell you tomorrow exactly when I'm going to read my Bible, when I'm going to pray. I can tell you the next time I'm going to fast. I've been, I've been inspired. I've been drawn. I'm going to fast coming up. I can tell you when it's going to happen. Okay? I'm very scheduled. Some of y'all don't work that way. 
That's okay. You don't have to be like me. Thank God. But whatever the rhythm of your life is, have a rhythm and be consistent. One of the ways that we live faithful is by that intimate connection. These things are available to us so we can do what he's been asking of us because there is a response to our salvation. There is a life to live. Consistency is the deal. It's like those New Year's resolutions. I was telling you this Wednesday, and we'll go back to the gym analogy. I can promise you in the next two months, the gym's going to be slammed full. We hit about March, go back to normal. Because people aren't consistent. Their motivation was there. They have good desire. They thought this out. They made a plan. They, they got a membership. They started going, but they lost consistency. Because whatever drove them to do it, that feeling dies down. Right? A rhythm of life isn't about how you feel. A rhythm of life isn't about just trying to achieve some abstract thing. A rhythm of life is, a, again, a way that you live. So how about this? So there are times that we go on vacation, and my rhythm of prayer and Bible time, it gets thrown out of whack. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's not like God's mad, right? But I'll tell you what, by the end of that vacation, I feel like I've been out of rhythm with him. That makes sense. It's that consistent. You need to become addicted to things divine. You need to become a person that if you miss time in prayer, you know you missed it. It's not about lengths of time. These things are, are guided by you and your relationship and how the Lord is leading you in certain times and certain seasons. That's up to you. There's no, no, there's no uh, uh, comparing. We're not in some Olympic games with each other. Who does the most? It's not it. But whatever your rhythm is, it needs to be in such a way that when you miss it, you know you missed it. Because of what is happening in these moments. Amen. So be faithful, but be purposeful and consistent. Now, let me, let me uh, tell you something that I think you realize. Let me remind you of this. Church is great. Amen. Uh, hopefully, every church has a good pastor, good leadership, that, that whoever's leading. I hope it's good. But those people in leadership, including myself, we are not God. That is why I'm telling you to read your Bible and to pray and to worship and to do these things because you need God. You don't need me. I am not your end all. God is. Be in relationship with him. Amen. That's what it's for. So be purposeful and consistent. These are things to develop. All right, last thing. And in the midst of all of it, do not worry. I, I desire that you are not consumed by worry and anxiousness as you live this life. Does that mean that you'll never worry? No. Does that mean you'll never be anxious? Absolutely not. But these things don't consume you. that you learn what the peace of God is. We have peace with him because of reconciled relationship, but then there's a peace in a way of living because he is there with us. And he helps us in this life. Matthew chapter 28. And verse number 20, the, the very end of the, the Great Commission. Here's how Jesus ends it in the way that Matthew puts it. Matthew 28, 20. And behold, I am with you how often? Even to what? 
the end of the age and the end of your age, whatever happens first. And then it doesn't stop. That we would live in a realization that he is with us always, all the time, no matter what. Again, whatever your 2023 is like, don't forget that God is with you. Here's something we say here, and he's for you, and he's working for your good. And Romans 8, nothing can separate you from his love. You believe that? So, so we're faithful, we're purposeful and consistent. And then as we're living life, to not be consumed by the worries of life. Let me ask you, how many of you have a testimony of something that God has brought you through in the past. I want to see hands here. Let me see. Do you think God's going to abandon you now? Is God only a part-time God? No. Is God distracted by things going on in the universe somewhere out there in the cosmos? You know, whatever goes on out there, I don't know. Maybe there's a black hole getting out of control and sucking too much stuff into it. I don't know. Is God distracted? No. He's with you. That you learn, listen, again, going back to purposeful and consistent, that you learn his presence in such a way that his presence doesn't allow worry and anxiousness to consume you. Again, back to what it means to have intimate relationship with him. Now, I, oh, I believe in God. Okay, great. But a life with him that you learn his presence. How do you learn his presence? Well, you, you pray, and you're a person of worship, and you get into the word a little bit, right? You practice these things, these invoke God. Reminds you that he is with you. So again, whatever you encounter in this calendar year, don't be consumed by worry. So I, I think uh, if I think about 2023, I, th I, could, I could probably list two or three things that caused me to worry a little bit and caused me to have a little bit of anxiousness, wondering of an outcome, right? But even in the midst of those things to say, wait a second. God, I need you. I need you in this situation. I need you to show up in X, Y, Z. Can you help me? Amen. And the Bible says in Philippians 4, when you present your request to God, he's able to give you a peace that passes all understanding. And I love what Paul says. That peace guards you where? He guards your hearts, your inner being, the seed of your decision-making, and your minds, because your mind has a tendency to be crazy. He guards these things in Christ Jesus. Because peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the understanding in the midst of my trouble, the creator God has me right here. And I can look back the testimonies of my life. He's not going to not do what he says he's going to do. He's not, he's not that way. You know, I could back to what we said in the beginning. He is a faithful God, and he cannot deny himself that I live in that faithfulness. But when you present your request to God, you are anchoring your soul in his faithfulness. You know that. That he does not change. As the scriptures testify, he hears our prayers. So it's not that you never worry or not that you can't ask people to pray for you or it's not that you don't have moments of, oh my goodness, but you don't live consumed by fear and worry and anxiousness in this year that we're into. Amen. That's what I desire. So in other words, maybe put it this way. Let me remind you of a statement we say here sometimes. What are you doing each day that shows that you need God?
uh, let me step back and ask another question. How many of you need God? How many know you can't live life without him? Okay, let me come back to this other question. What are you doing every day that shows that? You can say, yeah, I need God. That's a nice Christian saying that we can say in church and everybody says, yeah, I need God. But what in your days are you doing that expresses that? Because you can say you need God but live life without him. You can believe in God without actually laying everything down and following him. Right? Maybe all it is is on your way to work, five minutes of just, just prayer and just, Lord, I need you today. Please help me. Maybe that's all you got. Maybe you're in a situation of life that's all you can express because you don't know what else to say. You've said it all, and you're out of words. And how many have ever been there? But still the expression, Lord Jesus, I need you. Please help me. You, you realize you're involving him. He knows, but you're involving him. You're opening doors to his wisdom and his working. Again, purposeful consistency that shows a faithfulness. These are those that when the winds blow and the waves are, are, are tossing and it seems like society around us is on fire and there's no bucket of water in sight, that we stay true to what we confess. Amen. That's my desire for you. You can come back. No, don't do that. I was going to say, you can come back New Year's Day next year and we'll get on to the next thing. You, get, you got New Year's message right there, but don't do that. <laughs> Be faithful, purposeful, consistent. Do not worry. Amen? Okay. Now, here's how I'd like to close out today. We're done a little early because I wanted to pray with you all today. How many of you do have goals and plans and, and things you're after this year? Let me see. Anybody? How, how many of you have some things that you really need God to show up? Anybody? Okay. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand at this. How many of you need to be more faithful? How many of you need to develop some purposeful consistency? How many of you are struggling with worry? What I like to do is I want, I want everybody, we're going to come down, we're going to push these rows back, and we're going to pray together before you go today and consecrate our year this morning. Amen? Can we do that? All right, so live streamers, we're going to buzz out at this point. Thank you for being with us today. If you have prayer requests, go ahead and, and pop it on.